everybody. This is the Fathom Family Podcast with Pastor Kyle and Taryn Nelson. Their heart for marriages and families is that nobody would feel alone in the ways that they're growing. If you or your spouse is somebody who would prefer to watch instead of listen, you can head on over to our YouTube channel and you'll see a playlist dedicated to all of this content right there. It's our prayer that you're going to find this is a great way to start thinking about your marriage and family relationships, and it'll be a launching point for these kinds of conversations in your own home. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fathom Family Podcast. Uh, We're thankful you're joining us, whether you're joining us on YouTube or on Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching from, we're thankful you're here. Yeah, so glad. It's been a really fun time. I think I'm getting a lot out of it, too. Like, it's it's great that we're digging into this stuff and uh, sharing it with you guys, but I'm, I'm learning a lot, too, so it's been great. Absolutely. We're here at the home studios where uh, we just realized I can play, or I just realized I can play footsie with you up under the table. Ah, <laughs> no. so, Stabbing me with his toes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Last time we were talking about just godly parenting and what that looks like mm-hmm. and, and leading from an honest, not a hypocritical um, relationship with God, just a, a real relationship with God, and kind of taking our kids on that journey with us. And today we're going to switch it into some character qualities, um, and we're going to bring two um, each time for for each episode, and really wrestle with both of these things that we see in the culture that really need to be addressed and are very important that we raise them up in our kids um, because of how it reflects God, but also what the Word teaches on that. Mm-hmm how important it is for just their vitality and, and successful life um, as as um, adults down the road. And yeah. so uh, we kind of wanted to start talking a little bit about different parenting styles. Do you want us to go ahead and talk about our initial parenting styles or our overall parenting styles now? Sure, why not? How, how, how would you classify me, my parenting style Right now, well, or? you can you can kind of yeah, like from the beginning, where was it, and then what is it now? So if from there is the a beginning, change. I would say that you were more helicopter ish. Um, Very much I helicopter say, dad, and it was really more like when we would take Beckett to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed, and maybe it was just because I did a lot of babysitting. Like I, I was around a lot of kids. I had babysat zero children right. <laughs> until we had and kids. So you and your brother are super close in age, so it wasn't like a huge gap of you were helping little kids at home or something. Um, I just found that you were a little bit more anxious um, as Beckett climbed to the top of the thing than mm-hmm. I was, um, yeah. which is funny. You you were anxious in like other ways. You you were like the informed parent. You were the yes. classic first mom who everything's got to be the books. everything's got to be perfect mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. Yeah, so I battled more in my mind like, oh, it's six to nine months and they're not doing this. Or wait, they say that you know sleep progression is at eight months and he's doing it at six. Like so, three kids later, you know, ten years later, um, what what's the difference? Oh man, I'm putting you on the I spot. Mean, we didn't plan this, this yeah, at we all. We're just, we're just this, no, so we're just talking. nervous. Uh, I may get thrown under the bus here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're not. De- you're definitely not as helicopterish. And I think too. It's, it's not that I'm not helicopterish. I'm just not as, as. Well, helicopterish. Is what and you said. And it's so funny because having one kid. 
you can zone in on one style with one, but they're all so different yeah, from each other. Yeah, really differently to all so of them. So you have to you have to have different parenting styles, I think. I don't know. That's a hard question. You did put me on the spot. Yeah. I would say I hear you tell first-time moms all the time, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. All the things you think you need, you don't need. There's a few things you need. Yeah, and sleep, enjoy, enjoy Sleep it. is going to come eventually. Enjoy yeah, it. enjoy it. It um, goes by way too fast. For sure. So... Uh, I think we both book down. (laughs) Yeah, we we both come a long way in learning and growing, and that's what it is. It's a journey, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So let's let's dive into some of these, some of the parenting styles that you may actually reflect. Everybody listening and watching, you may have a like an overprotective parenting style. That's kind of like the helicopter dad or mom thing. Uh, An authoritarian, like you're going to do it because I said so. Right now. (laughs) Right now. Head and finger waggle uh, included. Uh, the power struggle, like some parents who are just, it's constantly back and forth. Who's in charge? Like you ever been in one of those houses? You know, like they're just back and forth yeah, and everything's... Yeah, play that. Yeah, everything's a negotiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those parents. Um, permissive parents, it's just like anything goes, Go right? Welcome yeah. to crazy town. Um, and then there's the neglectful parent that's, you know, over staring at the phone, worried about their own world, worried about their business right. and they're neglecting, they're missing out. Yeah. you know, so that there's a, a lot of those different types. Um, and really as we move into like some of the character qualities, it's important that we kind of think about our parenting style. Um, because regardless of where we're at, we, we believe it's going to call us all to step into, some things that maybe are not what we've been doing yeah. and that are going to challenge us uh, challenge us to really step into some things. And so today, the two essential qualities, character qualities that we want to talk about are resilience mm-hmm. and um, vulnerability. And can I say really quick before we get too deep into this, yeah. we're going to do f- four or five of these and then we have a part mm-hmm. two. Um, and so each episode is going to have different like resilience and vulnerability, but they're all going to kind of follow the same pattern. So we want you to pay attention to, we're going to look at, okay, what does culture say? Or where Mm -hmm. do we see the issues that our kids are being raised by culture? Um, And we think these are just going to like, you're going to see these and you're like, oh yeah, that goes with that. Yeah. And so there's a cultural issue and then we want to look at scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what is our role as the parent? Um, Parents. What, what is our role? Yeah. And so each one of them, they'll be different, but they will all carry the same theme. And that way you can kind of just simplify it a little bit where you're yeah. not so overwhelmed with, what am I supposed to do with this information? For sure. I mean, speaking of the helicopter parent, the reason we we're talking about the whole resilience thing is because I was that, that guy. Um, and I really learned that, you know, now when my kid screams, I do care and I'm going to jump up and I'm going to go see what is happening. But I'm not panicking and I'm not running, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there's this old saying that, oh, kids are resilient, right? Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, kids are resilient. I mean, I've heard people say that through the COVID stuff that, you know, kids are resilient. Like they just, they bounce back and, and that's true. Like they are resilient, but there's also the reality that um, there's a generation of, of, of young people and kids who are hurting and yeah. really they yeah. they don't know how to be vulnerable and talk about their emotions. And so they're medicating those in like a bunch of different unhealthy ways. Yeah. So we think resilience is actually something that is being lost in this generation um, because we see this as a cultural issue where 
if something's hard, they just quit. Mm-hmm. They just quit. Like if the sports, too, I'm just going to quit. And, um, you know, and, um, but they're, they're also, there's a side where they're, they're hurting and they don't know how to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's like they're too heavy on one or the other and mm-hmm. it has to be both. And like, with this resilience thing, I mean, there's just a lack of commitment to mm-hmm. things. They're very flighty. I talk to people who are employing, you know, teenagers right now yeah. and they're just like, they no text, no call, they, there's no communication and they just left mm-hmm. or they got hired and they, they came to the drug test and then they didn't show up and right. like nothing. Yeah. Like very flighty, very a lack of resilience and commitment to stick with anything. Yeah. And um, it, it, you told me about this thing. It's like this thousand hours deal, This like the rain yes. outside when it comes to resilience. So this is um, something that has been – I don't know if it was birthed out of the shutdown time of COVID at the very beginning or if this is just something that's been going on for a really long time. But I found out about this lady. She wrote this book called A Thousand Hours Outside. And it's basically this idea where you – log your outside time with as a family and it's really just not so that you can log a thousand hours for the year and feel good about yourself but so that you're consciously saying no instead of watching this movie it's a gorgeous day we're, we're gonna get outside we're mm-hmm. gonna go explore this park we've never been to or whatever and so one thing that she talks about is how a lot of families like they plan these adventures that's maybe once a month or once only on vacation where they go outside and do like a thing together as a family. And then they wake up that morning and it starts raining and they're like, oh, okay, we're not going to do that. Everybody get back in bed. Yeah. (laughs) And, And she says the beauty is found when you get out there in the rain. I mean, obviously, if it's dangerous, don't. But just going outside, being in the rain, like, don't worry about all of the, you know, like excuses and just be resilient. And those kind of stories are the things that kids remember. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember being in one of my sports seasons growing up and just kind of being over it. I was kind of burnt out on sports and I wanted to quit in the middle of the season. And my parents would you don't quit in the middle of the season. You quit at the end of the season. Yeah, you, you can you choose quit, something You else. can choose to not do it before the season, but once you're committed, you're going to stick with mm-hmm. it. And so we've got to understand that it's a it's a major cultural issue, and we've got to teach resilience. And there's actually some of these even very small ways, like mm-hmm. don't be afraid of the rain. Like you can still go. It's not going to ruin your whole vacation. It's not going to ruin yeah, your night, so ruin fun. your day. Um, you, can, you can roll with it. Um, and so we want to unpack this a little bit because honestly, it's – it's something that's a part of the Christian life. The reality of following Jesus is it's not easy. And right. in James um, chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So right. resilience, perseverance, There, right. it, that's what it produces, this testing. And so we can see these moments and these times in our faith, as well as raising our children, as moments in which it can actually produce resilience and perseverance in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's, hey, oh no, you can just quit the football seat. You don't like it or so-and-so. No, like actually teach them. They need to develop that Follow perseverance through. and it's actually yeah. going to be a part of their faith at some point. Right. Yeah, like, because when things go bad, just quit. Like, uh, I'm done with this. Ab- absolutely. And so we need to speak into 
that and mm-hmm. not give them that every life is not the easy button. The easy button doesn't exist in real life. No. You know, the old Staples no. thing uh, that doesn't exist in real no. life. And so uh, life is not easy. And, and, and so many of us, we had a rude awakening in early adulthood because we just thought everything was easy. Right. And we didn't know what it is to persevere through hard things. And the beautiful thing about walking with God, like we're talking about, you know, bringing our kids up and developing these character traits for their life and not just for getting into a good team, but for their walk with God too is like whenever we're weak, like whenever we find ourselves like wanting to quit or I'm done with this kind of attitude – that's when he becomes strong. Mm-hmm. Like in our weakness yeah. is where yeah, his it's a great strength time to like teach shines that. out. And I think a lot of times we just, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're tired. Let's not do this anymore. And yeah, it, it it's a great thing to teach is just hang on. Don't quit. Yeah. the the Roman. There's another passage in Romans uh, 5 verses 3 through 5 that really talks about that, 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 difficulty, that, that testing, those trials actually lead to um, patience building up and character is developed through that, right. like endurance and then character and then hope is actually where that leads us. And so in a difficult time, they've been able to walk through that in really small, simple ways right. like we've talked about. And then in their adulthood, when they're adults following Jesus, like we'll just proclaim yeah. it as if it already is. When that's plain, and then they're hitting a difficult time, and they still they have hope, and they've pressed in, uh, and that it's a much mm-hmm. deeper testing of of their faith, in fact, and so, um, and so we're not saying you know suck it up, Buttercup, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's the balance here with the vulnerability side that is so necessary, mm-hmm. and is actually a quality that we see in Jesus. Yeah, it actually is. Absolutely. I mean, the night of his betrayal. Um, he's in the garden and he's like, pray for me. Like yeah. my soul is anguished. And that's a, that's a real beautiful picture of God incarnate, fully God, yeah, fully man. And that fully man gives us such a, a window into how we are to live too, as yeah. well as the fully God. Right. It, it's, it's an embodiment of both, but we get this little window here of, just that moment of vulnerability. Yeah, that, and I think if we're not fostering that at home, they're not going to be vulnerable anyway. Yeah, yeah, know? absolutely. So we've. So where do we go from here? Like, what's our role? Our role is to first like model resilience and vulnerability. Like, live it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Out of our own relationship, live those things out. Just like out. the relationship with God. Like, you got to have it before you can share it. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what does that look like to model resilience? Don't cancel plans, you know. If you if you wake up and you know you're planning to, you know, go to the beach or something like that, and hey, you may not go and sit out on the beach, but you can still go have a fun adventure. You can go do something else, maybe. Yeah. You know, it might look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of of uh, your brother and, and our sister in law, um, Clinton Liz. They um, on their wedding day that their reception they had a beautiful um, Greek Orthodox wedding and after it was planned outside yes. and um, the the reception was and it started raining yeah and they you know what, what do you do in a moment like that your entire reception you have Usually hundreds of people here bring everything inside bring everything inside do all these other things they went out there 
and just in their dress and in the their tux. dress and their tux and they just danced in yeah. the rain and it was like it it brings me to tears almost now because it was just like a yeah it was almost like a prophetic thing for their marriage and for their life that hey, we're, the gonna, rain's not going to hold this down we're going to yeah. celebrate we're going to have joy in the midst of the difficulty yeah so good and uh, and that's maybe something for your marriage right now for your mm-hmm. own parenting for your own life to dance in the rain um, I also think like don't be a complainer. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about resilience. Like if you're just a constant complainer about everything, like your kids are going to become that yeah, too. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they don't realize how much they are whining or complaining until you hear your kids doing that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, where does that come from? Oh, that's exactly what I say all the time, you mm-hmm. know? So like be mindful of what's coming out of your mouth. I think also too, another thing that we can model resilience to our kiddos is like, don't overreact about every single little thing. It's, we're going to figure it out together. We're never going to leave you out there by yourself to figure it out. But like, that's so cool that we can be together and figure it out together. And then it helps them not to overreact with every little thing that they're encountering on their own. Yeah. Uh, We we say no worries around here a lot. Yeah. No worries. We're not going to stress about, hey, we're not, we're going to stress about big things, right? Yeah. We're going to lean into those things and we're going to take them very seriously, Mm -hmm. but we're not, we're just not going to, you know, cry over spilled milk. Right. Which many times I've, Yelled, have I've yelled over that. spilled milk, yeah. you know, or whatever. That's, that's You've literally cried. I've literally over, cried over spilled milk. Yeah, literally. Breast <laughs> um, milk, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the liquid gold. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So don't, so don't do that because I think we give them a script for anxiety that mm-hmm. will ruin, ruin and run their life if that's all that we're letting out. Yeah. And so we've got to have some resilience in, in ourselves. What and, about what about vulnerability? Like the flip of that, how do you model that? I think it goes back to some of the stuff we talked in, in the first episode mm-hmm. or this, the past episode of just about honest parenting and that repentance and forgiveness. Yeah. That vulnerability with our kids is going to look different based on age, right? Things I, I hear all the time from people, they just found out certain things that were going on when they were a child yeah. with their mom or dad. And now they're, you know, 20, 30 years later, they didn't know about that. And that's because there's like, there's time and space for certain levels of vulnerability with our children. Yeah. We don't want to unload on, on our kids, something that is not appropriate for their age or for sure. But, but there's a level of vulnerability that we can be there and, mm-hmm. um, and model, model that, that, Hey, mommy's had a stressful day. Daddy's, daddy's really, really tired, you know? Um, I need some, I need some space for a few minutes. Yeah. Like that's actually, that's actually a window in, in a vulnerable moment. Not that we're constantly doing that and just pushing them off, but in a, in a moment of real vulnerability that they, they understand, okay, they're human. Yeah. It sees our humanity. Hum- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so that the first thing, I mean, just modeling resilience and, and vulnerability and probably the last thing is we just have to become a safe space for them to not be okay. And I yeah. had to learn this. You really taught me this. Well, I um, I read this study one time that because I was kind of not understanding why our child could be so well behaved everywhere we would go. Oh, I he's mean, such a great people, kid. Yeah, people would tell us, "Oh my gosh, he's so good! Like, not a peep, and you know, do, always does everything they're supposed to do." And then at home, it just wasn't matching. I'm like, I don't understand that, and so. I happened upon this um, article and it was a child psychologist just talking about how like 
home is the safe place. Like, so the kids, they hold it together all day for the people that they're with. And, you know, whether that's tiny little, like daycare for tiny little ones, or if it's school or wherever they're going, they're holding it together because they're wanting to be, you know, the best behavior. Like that's how they're taught, I guess. But when they get home, like there, there has to be a place where they can let it out and they know that you're a safe space, hopefully. And so sometimes it's harder at home because they feel like mm-hmm. this is our safe place. Yeah. And so I've seen that over and over again in my students. Um, you know, I, I tell that to the parents of my students all the time. Like, it's okay if they lash out with you more than anybody else. You're their safe spot. And that's a hard reality that I think we've got to learn to endure yeah. um, their mess, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's the, the harsh stuff and to care well for the mess that's inside of them and how we love that and mm-hmm. how we respond to that. Honestly, again, we can see how God loves us. Absolutely. At our messiest mm-hmm. when we're angry at Him. Mm-hmm. Right, he doesn't lash back out at us. Like he, he, he still loves us, mm-hmm. and so even if it's like our thirteen-year-old losing their mind on us um, and lashing out at us, like we've got to be mature and not like go to the same place in that situation mm-hmm. and make the situation worse. We we need to know that there's more going on. They're letting this out, and I need to be able to endure this so that I can hear what's really going on. I can pray over what's really going on and really have an opportunity to respond spiritually to it. Yeah, I think it's where we set ourselves aside and we say, this isn't them trying to hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. This is don't them make it crying about out us. for help. Don't make yeah, it about don't us. don't make it about you. It's them feeling comfortable and they're crying out. And so mm-hmm. you, we need to learn how to respond to that. And yeah. vulnerability is so good. Like, it's so hard, but... When when you know that you are that safe space for them, it's just yeah really great. I mean, healthy parenting is an act in resilience <laughs> and vulnerability. Absolutely, it's it's actually living those out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you're having to persevere through some stuff, and maybe beyond this, this will actually yeah. open up a, an opportunity for you to be vulnerable, maybe with another mom or another mm-hmm. dad. And just talk out um, the struggle. We get it. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, these are super important. We see this stuff in our culture. And we really pray that this helps uh, you think about these character qualities and how you're raising uh, your kids um, in Christ. Yeah, we're just so excited you guys are here. Um, it's a great to just have a space to chat about this kind of stuff. So if this is something that's really kind of resounded with you, feel free to share it with some friends. Yeah. You know, not for a plug, but like our page so that we can get this content out to more people. We awesome. just want to help you guys. Awesome, awesome. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yo.